Welcome to TV7 Israel's podcast. We invite you to listen and share our latest content from Israel and the region. Shalom. This is TV7 Editor's Note. I'm Jonathan Hassan, and joining me for today's program is my dear brother in Christ and friend here in Jerusalem, Yair Pinto. Yair, how are you today? I'm great. How are you doing? Praise God. Doing well. Good. How about we open with prayer and then continue in today, today's long variety of topics? Definitely. And back at home, could you please join me in prayer? Avinu Shemashamayim, todalecha, todalecha shatayel tov. Our Father in heaven, thank you. Thank you that you are faithful. Thank you for forgiving our sins. Thank you for being with us for another week. Please bless us. Bless uh, our viewers back at home and speak to us today. Amen. Amen, amen. Well, Jonathan, I think we should start by saying as we just had Yom Kippur last week. So to you and to all our viewers back at home. Basically, a blessing that we will be written in the book of life. As believers, we know that every day is like the day of atonement for us because we need to soul search daily and ask for forgiveness. So, but we know that God is good and He forgives. Amen. Uh, by the blood, <laughs> yes. we're redeemed. Absolutely. How about we opened with uh, a psalm? And this is a psalm that we're all well rehearsed with. However, we haven't read it at Editor's Note for quite some time now. Psalm 122, if you would like to join us. Mm-hmm. I will start by reading it in Hebrew and then Yair will follow up in English. Teilim kuf kaf bet Shir amalot ledavid Samachti beomrili Bet Adonai nelech Omdot hayu raglenu b'sha'arech Yerushalayim Yerushalem הבנויה כעיר שחוברה לה יחדיו, ששם עלו שבטים, שבטי יה, עדות לישראל, להודות לשם אדוני, כי שמה ישבו כסאות למשפט, כסאות לבית דוד, שעלו שלום ירושלם, ישליו אוהבייך, יהי שלום בחילייך, שלווה בעמונותייך, למען אחי ורעי, אדברה נא שלום בך, למען בית אדוני אלוהינו, אבקשה טוב לך. אמן. Psalm 122, a song of essence of David. I was glad when they said to me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Our feet have been standing within your gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem is built as a city that is compact together, where the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, to the testimony of Israel. To give thanks to the name of the Lord, for thrones are set there for judgment, the thrones of the house of David. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love you. Peace be within your walls, prosperity within your palaces. For the sake of my brethren and companions, I will say, peace be within you, because of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your good. Amen. Amen. You know, at times of strife, at times of difficulty, we always need to remember that Jerusalem, beyond its inhabitants, it is a location ordained by God, mm-hmm. a point of connection where God promised to our forefather, Abraham, so many beautiful promises 
that he will be a great nation. Yes. And it has become a great nation, of And course. a blessing to all the other nations Amen. in the world. Amen. And, and this is something that, you know, we keep saying uh, about Jerusalem, blessed are those who bless thee, mm-hmm. and cursed are those who curse thee. Uh, but that was actually a blessing to Abraham. Yeah, before. Beforehand, before Jerusalem was a city. When was, it was maybe under rule of... Not the Israelites, but other the Hittites people who lived or the here. Yeah. Uh, you know, God is good. And when He ordains a place where He makes a promise to a, a certain individual and blesses him in such a profound way, that place where that promise is done is also blessed and it receives, it becomes the eye. Uh, the apple in the eye of God. Uh, and and honestly, it, it seems that with so much difficulties and challenges occurring in this place, mm-hmm. we tend to forget that it is spiritual yes. warfare that corrupts certain areas. And we need to pray for for the place, for its inhabitants, and understand that this place is loved by God. Yes, and therefore we should love it too. And it, it says, and, and I find it always so beautiful, that it is, in English at least, it says, pray for the peace of Jerusalem, may they, uh, they prosper who love you. Mm-hmm. But in Hebrew it says, ask, Shalu shalom Yerushalayim. ask for the peace of Jerusalem, which means the uh, God's, tranquility mm-hmm. will be pouring upon you his blessings will be pouring upon you shalva and that is something that is so it's peace yes more than just peace but it's it's yes a, a relaxation that that is profound inside the spirit, of you. yes exactly that, so yeah this is this is basically our our vision here in TV7 Israel news to pray for the peace of Jerusalem in the end of every news program for 13 years, you, you keep saying and asking for the people to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And we do that in connection with the news because we understand that in order to pray and to ask God for something, you need to have an understanding of what's going on on the ground in Jerusalem, in Israel, in the Middle East. And in you know everything has an effect on everything as we keep talking about. Uh, in the world, and it's mm-hmm. all spiritual-based. It's a spiritual warfare. Yeah. And as uh, believers, we need to pray, and that's uh, our role here. Anything that we report has both direct and indirect implications mm-hmm. for the peace of Jerusalem. Another angle, of course, the peace of Jerusalem is one of the angles of what we do, but, of course, uh, the salvation of Israel, mm-hmm. the the connectivity between the body of Christ in the land of Israel to the body all over the world, and of course, proclaiming the name of the Lord to all the nations, mm-hmm. which is the only truth, for Christ is truth. He is God's truth. And that's why, of course, the organization is also truth for the nations. Exactly. Which is uh, quite uh, signifying what we're all about. But... Mm-hmm. Let's move into a few things that are coming up um, during this upcoming week. 
On Wednesday, I'll be traveling. Yes, you together with one of our uh, directors here are going to travel to Finland to start uh, working basically and uh, recording the Europa Stands, our new program, which will be a once in a month production in Helsinki, Finland, and uh, with key individuals. And you're going to discuss the situation in Europe and call our viewers to get informed and to pray for what's going on in Europe, because we believe that it's time to take a stand for Europe. Indeed. It's, uh, you know, when, when Winston Churchill traveled to the land, mm-hmm. it was 1921. He met up with uh, Amir Abdullah uh, the first Al-Husseini, mm-hmm. uh, who was the son of the Sharif of Mecca. And... A loyal subject of, of the, the great British Empire who acquiesced to uh, the, the request of, of London mm-hmm. with regard to starting the Arab uprising against the Ottomans who ruled the land prior for 400 years. And during that encounter that they had at the Augusta Victoria mm-hmm. here in Jerusalem, There was quite a profound exchange where uh, Amir Abdullah sought to convince uh, the secretary of the colonies back then, not yet prime minister, Winston Churchill, that he should be the one to govern both the lands west as well as east to the Jordan mm-hmm. River. Winston Churchill refused that. He said, no, the Jewish population in the land and those that are immigrating from Europe and elsewhere will receive all the lands west of mm-hmm. the Jordan River, uh, and then he will receive the East Bank as opposed to the West Bank. That, of course, we know later in, in history uh, materialized quite differently when, upon 1948, uh, the same Amir Abdullah conquered uh, parts of the West Bank, which are to date referred to as the West Bank. Yes. But... Uh, prior to that, in the Cairo conference, before that meeting, that was where all the persons of influence and uh, the, the representatives of the different uh, empires, whether they're uh, from France or, or uh, Russia was also involved in, in different uh, nations, um, they discussed the partition of the land and how they're going to set everything up. And then... It was quite profound to see how Winston Churchill um, relayed everything. Of course, Lawrence of Arabia, the famous major from uh, whom movies were then created and such, he was quite adamant to fulfill pledges that were made to the Arab rulers of the land. Uh, The situation, of course, uh, was uh, quite frickle, and and Mm -hmm. they had to contend with UN resolutions as opposed to um, resolutions that were uh, promises that were made to uh, the the Jewish population through the Balfour Mm -hmm. Declaration and so on. But if you go throughout all of history, we we actually were at the cemetery uh, the other day, and Winston Churchill went to inaugurate during that same trip, before meeting with Amir Abdullah, the cemetery where hundreds 
of British subjects, whether they are from the United Kingdom, Scotland, Australia, New Zealand, anywhere across the globe, um, who were killed in the battle for Jerusalem and for the land, uh, it's amazing to see that their tombs proclaim their faith in Jesus Christ. Yeah. Their tombs outcry, thy will, we, uh, thy will be done. Yes. And I can only imagine Winston Churchill walking there as somebody who we know from his um, different activities was a believer in Jesus and was profoundly so. So you think that the, him being a believer like was basically a reason Absolutely. for his decision it's no. to, it's to no. grant Jews the ability to Indeed. come here? Indeed. Really? Indeed. Uh, his, believer, uh, his beliefs in Jesus. And uh, it, it's known also in Israel, there's elaborate discussions in government about mm -hmm. that specifics, that it, they are the, the Christians, Protestant Christians mm -hmm. at the time, the Anglicans from the United Kingdom, who believed that it was biblically ordained based on uh, the prophecies of old that the land of Israel should be incepted. And then after, you know, his meeting with Amir Abdullah, he actually professed that in a speech that he made uh, to the people um, who on the grounds of where today is the Hebrew University of Jerusalem, uh, he declared that the inception of Israel or uh, a nation, national homeland for the Jewish people will be a blessing not only for the inhabitants of the land, but it will be a blessing for the region. It will be a blessing for the United Kingdom and for the whole world. Why? Because it says so in the Bible. Amen. Amen. Yeah. It's a declaration that you can look up, and, and he said that quite clearly, mm -hmm. you know. So the fact of the matter is the inception of Israel should be a blessing for Europe, should be a blessing for the United States, should be a blessing for Australia, for New Zealand, for the region, yeah. also for Jordan, for Egypt, for Saudi Arabia and, and Iran, Iran yes. you know, and, and for South Africa, everywhere. Everywhere you look at, it should become a blessing. And because the such, Bible says so. The Bible says so. It, it is quite clear about it. Mm -hmm. But it also is a symbol that the word of God in the Bible is ev everlasting. Yes, exactly. You know, and, and that's why also there are so many who do not believe in the Bible, who reject it wholeheartedly and actually oppose it in so many facets uh, of, of leadership that they go against it, mm -hmm. that they want to reject it. And by rejecting this, you reject Israel because the whole basis for Israel is this. Yes, and Israel, Israel is proof that uh, biblical prophecies come to life. Indeed. So I, I think it's, it's quite an important to note this. With that being said, uh, I, I do want to touch base on something and... and we already spoke about this several times in the future, mm -hmm. but I, I really believe that it's important to re-emphasize this. Even though our leaders might not be the people we chose, even though they are acting 
sometimes systematically, sometimes sporadically, mm-hmm. I, it doesn't matter, against God's word. It is our responsibility as the body of Christ to pray for them. And really, I've, I've seen this quite uh, widespread, uh, not only, of course, in the United States or in Canada. We had evangelical leaders from abroad coming and condemning our leaders here in Israel and telling them that they represent Christianity. Well, they don't, okay? People need to understand that we, when we come out and we proclaim to stand for Jesus, that we want to be like him, it's our responsibility for to pray for our leaders because the moment we give up on them, we have they have lost already the battle spiritually. Yeah. The moment our leadership is acting the way they do, it is because we don't fervently stand as one body to proclaim that this nation is the nation of our Heavenly Father. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we need to be active and to pursue... Uh, with clarity, who we support within democratic societies, if we live in democratic societies. I know that not all of our viewers live in such democratic societies. But we need to remember that even in Timothy, for instance, mm-hmm. we, we set up Timothy 1, chapter uh, 2, verses 1 to 15. Chapter 2, verses 1 to 15, and it goes as follows. First of all, then, I urge that entreaties and prayers, petitions and thanksgivings be made on behalf of all men, for kings and all who are in authority, so that we may lead a tranquil and quiet life in all godliness and dignity. This is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of truth. For there is one God and one mediator also between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all the testimony given at the proper time. For this I was appointed a preacher and an apostle. I am telling the truth, I am not lying as a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and truth. Timothy wrote those things when emperors Nero, uh, Nalva, and and Trajan, people who, uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Nalvan during 96 AD to 98 AD, he was actually um, in a transition of power of a couple of years, three years, where he was murdered, mm-hmm. you know? Those people crucified Christians from left and right. Yeah, they prosecuted all of the Christian believers and uh, messianics at the time. We need to understand the significance that even at those t- days when the church was persecuted in so many ways, and not only the church, nations were crucified and killed. We yes. need to understand that still at that time, they had to pray for their leaders. Mm-hmm. Why? Because all 
are uh, all men should be saved. That is God's desire. Mm -hmm. And we need to keep that at heart, whether it is uh, the leader of Canada or the United States or um, Australia or Austria, even though the Australian prime minister professed his uh, faith in Christ. You know, we need to stand by our leaders if they are against our faith and if they're for our faith. We need to remember that God placed them in this leadership position. And we need to be here and to pray for them that they will receive the guidance from him. There is a purpose that they're there. Amen. We know that also in the Bible. Amen. We had Nebuchadnezzar, Babylon, uh, the Persia king that brought back the Jews to Israel to build Jerusalem. They have a purpose also in these days. Mm. And we need to pray that God will need them uh, in his direction. It is a spiritual battle. And if we don't stand as one body to, to stand by our leaders, whether we agree with them or not, whether they are murderers in the sight of many or not, whether they act in uh, ways that are not pleasing to the Lord, that's between them and God. It's our responsibility to intercede for them that God will change their hearts mm-hmm. and will bring about the salvation of our nation. And that is where we should focus on as believers in Jesus, as believers in uh, what he stood for. Mm-hmm. Yes. We're heading towards a new festival. Yes, the festival of the Feast of Tabernacles. Indeed. This is one of my favorite festivals uh, because God basically orders us to celebrate, to celebrate for seven days straight. And not just us, the Israelites who are here. In the Bible, it says that the Gentiles, the slaves, uh, everybody in your household should celebrate with you for seven days. Mm-hmm. And why? Okay, so there's a few reasons here. We have the biblical reason that it is to remember that God uh, rescued us from Egypt into freedom into Israel. So that's one, that's the past. Today, we should celebrate what we have. If you are believers, we celebrate that God saved us and we all should have something to be thankful for. And the most important one is the future. Okay, the feast symbolizes Jesus' return and future plans. So he came in Yom Kippur, he judged us, he cleansed us from sin, and now we have no barrier between us and God, and we are celebrating together with all of the nations in Jerusalem with Jesus sitting on his throne for eternity. Amen, amen. And so this is what we should celebrate in this, uh, in this month. And uh, Vaikra, Leviticus, yes. chapter 23, verses 34 to 43. You read it in English as we don't have very much time left. Okay. The Lord said to Moses, said to the Israelites, on the 15th day of the seventh month, the Lord's festival of tabernacles begins, and it lasts for seven days. The first day is a sacred assembly. Do, not, do no regular work. For seven days, present food offerings to the Lord, and on the eighth day, hold a sacred assembly and present a food offering to the Lord. It is the closing special assembly. Do no regular work. These are the Lord's appointed festivals, 
which you are to proclaim as sacred assemblies for bringing food offerings to the Lord, the burnt offerings and grain offerings, sacrifices and drink offerings for each day. These offerings are in addition to those for the Lord's Sabbaths and in addition to your gifts and whatever you have vowed and all the free will offerings you give to the Lord. Amen. Yep. And, uh, and also in the Deuteronomy 16, verse 13 and 14, it's very important, I think. Celebrate the festival of tabernacles for seven days after you have gathered the produce of your uh, threshing floor and your wine press. Be joyful at your festival, you, your sons and daughters, your male and female servants, the Levites, the foreigners, the fatherless, and the widows who live in your towns. Amen. We should be praising the Lord regularly. And during those times when the Lord has sent for us to proclaim Him, mm-hmm. you know, we, we are joyous together in Him to reflect His truth through us to the nations. And I believe that uh, even though those are festivals that are set by God, we should do that all the time. Exactly. We are drawing near to the end of the program. I would like to ask you if uh, you're watching on social media, share, like. uh, uh, If you manage to stay with us through the whole program, this just takes one second to do. And Mm -hmm. it helps us a lot to reach more people. Uh, Another angle. We really appreciate all of you who who stand with us, who support us. Keep praying for us that uh, we will really get through the the challenges that we're uh, facing. And those are good challenges. It it means that we are uh, laboring extensively on multiple fronts. um, And uh, God is really in control. He allows us to do uh, many things uh, for his name's sake. Uh, the first stage, as uh, we said earlier, Europa stands. We will be traveling there. Pray for us that the right topics will be discussed. We have uh, quite an uh, amazing opportunity to uh, uh, have distinguished people, uh, practitioners, leaders join us in this uh, endeavor. And also, uh, if the Lord lays on your heart and you have not yet done so, we need your support in order to make those programs happen. Uh, so really uh, pray about it, intercede about it. Uh, and if God guides you to do so, partner with us to make this possible. This is all the time that we have for today. Here, thank you for being part of today's program. And thank you again. Shalom. May the Lord bless you. And we will see you next time. Thank you for joining us in another TV7 Israel podcast. For more content, visit our website at tv7israelnews.com or follow us on social media.